she says, but you'll find love when you least expect it. What does that even mean? It's a very messed up thing to say to someone. It's a phrase that pretty much exists only to police women into chilling out, even though we're socialized to always be looking for a man. It tells women not to pay attention to people who are into you and not to pursue people who you're into, which is a pretty bad way to find love. Hey everybody, welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host Eric Spera. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And today we are going to be talking about an excerpt from the book, How to Date Men When You Hate Men. <laughs> By- and, <laughs> I mean, we don't hate men. Let's put, <laughs> we don't we don't hate most men. Yeah, I mean, hate's a strong word. You gotta yeah. have a catchy title, you know? Yeah, you do. But it's basically being like, yeah, as a whole, a lot of times it's very easy to just be like, ugh, men. They're trash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck those guys yeah it's basically for all the women that wish they were gay (laughs) welcome to this book (laughs) and it's by blith roberson but actually before we're gonna get into that (laughs) um we have the last week of our giveaway for the patreon oh yes Yes, so yeah by tomorrow friday the 30th you have to register for the patreon to be entered to win our womenizer vibrator that uh we got from partnering with wow tech group so um, just sign up over there and be entered to win. We're going to do the drawing next week. Yep. Patreon.com slash Shooters Gotta Shoot. Join us. It's five bucks a month and uh, you might win a $200 vibrator. So join quickly because we're going to mail that thing out before Mother's Day in case anybody <laughs> is giving it as a gift. And as always, get an exclusive behind the scenes uh, look at the show. What's really going on with us? There's so much going on. Yep. Surprisingly, there's things going yeah. on. <laughs> pandemic the world is supposed to be shut down and it's exploding yeah do you think we're honest uh on this podcast (laughs) just join the patreon and you'll see you will see we have people who hate listen to that because there's some tea over there Mm -hmm. we've had people join sporadically to check in yeah always interesting (laughs) all right so let's just jump into this email okay this is from a male listener he says first i just want to say that i love the podcast Well, thank you. Very kind. I find it really insightful and it gives me hope, which can be hard for me to find. So thank you all for being amazing. My question is about how to initiate slash navigate an uncomfortable conversation. I'm going to be 30 in November and I have a very minimal dating experience. I've never had a girlfriend and have only ever been on three dates in total. This is because of various reasons I'm currently working through different methods of healing, one of which is your pod. I know telling someone I have practically zero dating experience is a red flag considering my age. My question is, what is the best way to have that conversation? Also, how do I tell them that it's a lot deeper than I'm just shy while also telling them I'm not comfortable revealing the reasons as to why? Once again, because I can never say it enough, love, 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 love the pod. Please never stop. Damn. Well, thank you, buddy. That's a really sweet note. That's very kind. (laughs) But off the bat i think it's this is a really interesting question from um the male perspective because mm-hmm. typically i wouldn't think of men even like thinking about their past as being an issue with women oh yeah definitely you know like have you ever been worried that someone didn't have a lot of dating experience 
I try to think of it like this when I'd rather date someone that hasn't dated a lot of people or has dated a lot of people. And honestly, I don't know because I think there's a sweet spot in the middle. I think there is. Because like I'm oh, sorry. I, th- I was going to say it stresses me out when I go out on a few first dates with someone and I know they're a relationship person because mm. I'm like, well, it kind of feels like if I want this, I can have this. But then it makes me feel like I need to figure out my shit a lot faster. Okay, interesting. Mine was kind of going more, one, if someone is serial monogamous and is just constantly dropping into relationships, then with me, I'm kind of like, well, how do I not know I'm just not another, like, pattern of a year and a half Right, that this you is have. just what you do. A year and a half, that's kind. We're, we usually tap out at three months. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I've never made it that far, so yeah. I'm in the same boat as this dude. But you, I'm, I'm just trying to think of people I know that often get into things. Yeah. Like, I know someone that's, like, every, basically, October, November... They're exclusively seeing someone, and then come May, they end. Mm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you always want your summer single. Right. So I think it means everyone you've dated, you've never really, really liked that person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I felt this way in our Logan Yuri episode talking about Space Jam when she was like, oh, I think this is just what he does every three to four months. It's like, well, now I don't feel like what we had was as special or like it meant more to me than it did to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it really varies. I think, if anything, it depends on how long do they wait between relationships is more of a red flag. Yeah. But the thing of men in general, they have the upper hand of, like, if a man hasn't been in a relationship for whatever amount of time, if it's 10 years, if it's three years, if it's one year, like, whatever, nobody cares. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, have you ever asked someone when their last relationship was? Uh, I usually ask that question on first dates, actually. Oh, you do? I've Sometimes never that asked comes that up. question. Yeah. I've had people ask it to me, too. Really? Are and you supposed to talk about first or last relationships on first dates? I thought you weren't supposed to You're not to do supposed that. to talk about other people, but it's a general oh. question a lot of people ask, which I think is fair. So I think that's oh. what he's anxious about, is going on a date and someone being like, oh, so when was your last relationship? Mm. And buddy, we want to get technical. Someone calling me their girlfriend, um, not when they're breaking up with me, but during real time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's uh, high school for me. Yeah. So like until I dated Eggs Benedict, uh, I, my answer to that question was my last boyfriend was high school and I would be very embarrassed to say that on a date. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you think I feel? I can say, yeah, it was a few months ago, but it only lasted like two months that he called me his girlfriend. I feel like that feels like a middle school relationship. Here's the beauty. Uh, you could just lie on this question. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Because I thought about lying because I'm out there dating again. And it wasn't that long ago since we broke up. But it wasn't that long of a relationship. And it mm-hmm. has that label. So I don't want someone to be like, oh, like, this is too soon. It might be a bit of a train wreck. Yeah, I I, I don't get technical when people yeah. ask me it. I'm just like, oh, a little over a year ago. Um. Well, I think it's uh, it's a little bit of a test how you talk about exes yeah or if you just like cry (laughs) (laughs) yeah are you really over it yeah (laughs) that's how i read that question okay all right it might come off that way too yeah Um, but i don't think it's weird for guys because i mean it shouldn't be weird for men or women but it's like the easiest thing is saying like yeah i had my own stuff i had to work on and figure out and i finally feel ready to date and potentially be someone's boyfriend i think that's very sweet and very honest yeah i think so too and as far as like revealing why and even saying that you're not comfortable i don't even think you have to go that far 
I think you can say what you just said of, you know, I was working on things about myself and now I'm comfortable. Yeah. You don't really need a why. No. Or if anyone just was like, what? You haven't, you haven't gone on, like, you don't have to tell them how many dates you've gone on. Like you told us. Right. But like, say you did and they were like, what? You've only gone on like three dates, whatever it was. that person. Who cares? Yeah. If anything, I would feel, not gonna lie, I would feel special if some dude sat there and just was like, yeah, I've only like asked out and taken out three other women. I'd be like, wow, you're very selective in your process. (laughs) (laughs) I am beautiful. Thank you. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And I also think, it sounds like there was some more stuff going on for this person's, you know, development. And I think that's a conversation that you're going to know if you're in a good relationship because it's something that's naturally going to come out. And it's definitely not something you need to disclose on a first date because that's a time when you're just feeling somebody out. You know, you don't even know if you want to get a second drink with them. So you don't owe them this story. Yeah. And when it comes up, it comes up. Right. But uh, not going to lie, it's a little nice to hear a man approaching 30 a little nervous about, yeah. like, I haven't had a lot of dating experience. Yeah, it is. Because I feel like I've only talked to men 30 or older about this. And they're like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be worried until I get to 40. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. Or, like, I mean, I sit here. I don't think I necessarily have a ton of experience going on dates. I don't either. And being on a date. Right. And I have most of my experience, honestly, in the last, like two years since we started the show basically since we started (laughs) the show because we partly started it to make myself think about that part of my life and put some effort into it same yeah to make make us both go out more or go out more be more active online like yeah to put ourselves out there yeah because i didn't i wasn't thinking about it when i was 24 no i was like how do i get rid of all these roommates (laughs) yeah (laughs) i had other priorities in mind and it took six years but here we are yeah and also most men never work on themselves. So whatever you were working on, sir, you will be much better for it. I know. That's what really impresses me. Like, as a woman hearing that, I'd be like, okay, damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you bring it up, you just got to kind of be like, yep, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I haven't really had time. That's the easiest excuse to yeah. give. Take and I hit an age it. that I've realized, oh, I would like to be with someone. Right. So here I am buying you a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Blythe's and um, if anyone else wants to email the pod, it's shooters got to shoot pod at gmail.com send us an email shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com so let's get into how to date men when you hate men okay so we are taking it from the section of the book about being single because we're really good at that um and the chapter called full tree so she's talking about a time when she was a little kid and her family went to like the aspca to adopt kittens and they were only supposed to get one but then they ended up bringing home two And the random person working there says to them, as we were adopting them, some rando saw what we were doing, being the white man that he was, felt entitled to comment on it. It's good that you're taking both of them, he said. Alone, they can never become a full tree. It was an honestly ludicrous thing to say about two cats, but the phrase full tree has been part of my family vernacular since. We use it to mean a self-actualized person, someone complete in themselves and operating at their maximum capacity. I now know that I, as a single woman, am a full tree. Getting to experience romantic love is definitely dope as hell, is definitely a dope as hell part of existing, but it's by no means a necessary prerequisite to being a full tree. Frida Kahlo said, it's not love or tenderness or affection, it's life itself. 
some rando said, you're nobody till somebody loves you. They were both wrong. Or maybe Frito was partly right. Love is great and excite. Love is a great and exciting thing to happen in the life of a tree. And excitement about anything is basically the point of life itself. But falling in love doesn't validate you as a full tree. And it doesn't mean, oh my God, now I finally know what it is to be a tree. It's easy to feel like love is life when A, you're a woman who is told she needs to find love. She needs to find a man to be complete because it serves the nefarious purposes of patriarchy. And B, you're a human in an increasingly secular age where you are less likely to draw your sense of self from religion. Hmm. I just, okay, that was a lot, but I feel like it's really just as a woman, you're constantly told that to be complete, you need to find someone and that you're unhappy or people make the assumption that you're unhappy because you're single. Yeah. And in addition to that, if you are with someone, then it's the pressure to have children. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're like, you're going to regret this when you're older though. Yeah. It's like, you sure about that? Yeah. Or I think back of like single women, not single women, but women who didn't have children, uh, you know, who are like older now and thinking back and watching people have asked them like, oh, like, why didn't you guys ever have kids? Like seeing that and like now growing up being like, that's such an inappropriate question. Mm -hmm. That's none of your business. Right. It's just, yeah, it's so many assumptions of what makes someone happy or complete. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. No, never know. I like the example of full tree, though. I do, too. Because, I mean, has this ever happened to you of just, say, like, going back home or, you know, catching up with people at something? And first question is always, you know, are you seeing anyone? Mm -hmm. So are you seeing anyone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you say no, they're like, oh, it'll happen. That's okay. It's okay. I hate it so much. And you're like, yeah, I never said it wasn't okay. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, no, I just answered your question. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Right. Yeah, or, like, think of the concept of full tree of, um, I think it's actually a Sex in the City quote, of the, like, you're always looking for an apartment, a job, or a man. Yep. There's something that, Yeah, lines. I think that's Sex in and the City. the idea of, like, all three are never in order at the same time. Yeah. So even, like, if when you're married and in love and then have children, then it's, like, then your house feels crazy all the time. Yep. But, you know what I mean? So it's, like, something's always out of balance. So it's, like, you could also think of the full tree of, like, well, there's plenty of people that find their person early in life mm-hmm. and are in love and happy and they're with their person. But then if you ask them about work, they don't feel complete. Yeah. And they don't like what they do. I think that's a lot of women too, because when you f- typically like find someone younger, I think they're more apt to just go straight into starting their families and focus on that. And then I think, you know, either they never started a career or they walked away from one really early. Mm-hmm. And then I think tend to look back with some regret. Yeah, it's like, who goes through life without some regret and some aspect? I think people who are just like complete narcissists. Probably. You know, just, yeah. we. I mean, we have all met those people who just, they don't see outside of themselves at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year, like look back at quarantine, there's something that everyone's sitting there being like, ah, I should have done more of this. Right. Or oh, I didn't get this thing done that I wanted to get done. Right. So it's like, yeah, there's always going to be some aspect of that every year if you're really looking at yourself and trying to like self-improve. Yeah. Well, I think for people who are always trying to improve, quarantine was probably actually a lot more pressure because when it first started and we were like, okay, we're in this for the long haul. Everybody was like, okay, I'm going to take this time to do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then you look back and you're like, oh, I didn't do shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It always feels like not that much happened. Yeah. 
Okay, so this kind of goes along with what we were saying, but it's asking like basically if you could have a fuller tree. So she says, I do sometimes wonder if I could be more happy, a fuller tree, if I had a boyfriend. It's not a very empowered question, and it's definitely not a helpful thought in any way, but it's something that I have felt and often wondered despite all of those things. Right, because she says, I'm single and I feel like a complete full tree all on my own. Yeah, and like this really hits because, I mean, you and I obviously having this show, we're supposed to be, you know, Fem- obviously like feminist but feeling comfortable being single and you know confident in what we do I think a lot of people feel that about mm-hmm. us or just make that assumption it's like no sometimes like I do one you know like would I be happier like am I just going to be by myself all the time yeah oh I think about that all the time yeah I think about the my friend my question my friend posed to me was like how would you live your life if you just knew that you would always be single damn that's would you do anything different um I wouldn't do too much different, but it's just like all the time and effort you put into potentially finding someone, whether it be like online dating or even just like going out to certain places or mm-hmm. doing certain things where you're like, hey, you never know. I'll meet some new people. Yeah. I, I guess I would be just less inclined to do those things. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think in some ways I've almost just accepted that I probably will at least for a while be very single. And, but I also think about that, like, okay, am I just starting to put up more of an armor and take mm-hmm. myself out of those scenarios and kind of manufacture this being single? Like, I don't know. Just yeah. because it's like, well, I'm comfortable here. It's just hard because I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everyone has this thought of you're just kind of being like, some days you're just like, how come it hasn't happened? Right. You know, like oh, you're just yeah. like, okay. And especially right now, there's so many like, engagements and babies and it's because people were locked in for like a year (laughs) with their person so it kind of was like wow okay if this is gonna work it's gonna work right or you have double the weddings this summer because they were canceled last summer right so it's just like the things kind of pile on or there's always those events in life where you just kind of sit there and go yeah how come i haven't met someone i'm pretty great yeah and it it just it's also a tough age you know we're both our late 20s and so all those things are happening and you just feel so far away from that and you're just like oh i'm losing things i relate on to people who i'm really close with that is true a bit no i was just saying because i had an experience it within uh, the amount of a week i had one friend crying at our kitchen table that she was ready to have babies and just wanted to be be married you know mm-hmm. she's with someone she was like i want to just start my family with them and then i had another friend's bridal shower and then uh within like 24 hours of that another good friend got engaged and is out it's like oh my god like i this they might never go to those things for me or have those conversations with me i'm like i can't picture myself saying any of those three situations yeah happening to me well do you experience this so i have the feeling of the like oh how come i'm like not with anyone like i'm single yeah but then when i'm at a bridal shower or a baby shower I'm not sitting there wishing it was me. Right. So it's yeah. a very weird in-between where you're like, yes, I would like to be with someone. You're like, but I'm not trying to lock in forever right this second. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, it's such a weird feeling of like looking at the bride and you kind of feel like other people think that, you know, you as the only single one are bummed out. And you're like, 
no, like I don't want to be sitting in that chair. Yeah, I don't. I don't care to be sitting in that chair. At a bachelorette party. I'm very happy to be part of the crew. Yeah, I, I want to be the urge. drunk one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel an urge to have the tiara and the sash and no. do the whole thing. No, even the engagement. I'm like, I would like a nice piece of jewelry, but you know, like that. I don't know, like being engaged to someone. I'm like, that feels like a lot. Or when you hear friends talk about like they're anxious and they're mad they're not on the next phase of their relationship so they're already in a long relationship they've already not been single for a long time and then they're like you know the babies the ring the wedding the moving in the like Mm -hmm. all those milestones i don't sit there jealous of the milestones no definitely not and like you said kind of like the the waiting period to get to the milestones because it's i mean we're kind of in that waiting period right now right of like okay why isn't it me but it's like Okay, there's things that I can do right now because I'm the only only part of the equation to fix the situation, to go out on more dates, to use the apps more, put myself out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're just waiting on a dude to decide if he wants to marry you, that sounds like my fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's well, nothing you can do about it. You're on, just sitting there. Waiting on someone else to decide anything. Yeah, exactly. That's not my lane. Yeah. <laughs> I'll right. ask him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, you know, when it's like raining outside or it's a cold night or there's a night that you don't feel like going out. Yeah. But you want company. Oh, that's the most like I feel so torn in those situations. There's Mm -hmm. nothing worse than that. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of a couple of my male friends have said this and I've felt this. I want to do whatever I want all day. But then at night when I get into my bed, I want someone there. And it's like the real reality is you can't have 100 percent. There's going to be some give and take either way. Yeah. But I was like, man, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> that's also such like a male thing to say. And of course, we're like, yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> well, it's just true of like, I don't want to be bothered when I'm doing my thing. But then right. the minute I am free to be with somebody, anyone. Yeah. Then I'm annoyed no one's there. Right. Like, I want the attention when i have time for it (laughs) (laughs) otherwise leave me the fuck alone (laughs) yeah but i guess that kind of goes into the other thing that blythe says um she kind of compares it to like is there like a peak happiness and she compares it to money she says or it's like they say money doesn't make you happy but studies have actually proven that's only true after you have a certain amount of money to live comfortably is there a certain amount of romantic love, some threshold you have to meet to be baseline happy? I think that nails it. That's the best analogy I've heard. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, money would make me a lot happier in a lot of situations. But you're right. Like you do obviously like hit that threshold. And I think a relationship is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, your your problems just change. Like when I was with Space Jam, there was different stuff that I was annoyed about. Of like not knowing when I would get the text to go over <laughs> If it would be 10 p.m. or 1 a.m. Yeah. I think it describes it perfectly, especially people that have been together a long time. They are like, yeah, it gets boring. Yeah. Or then you have those friends that have been in long-term relationships and they've got a great partner, but they're sitting there and they're upset and they're stressed about something else. Right. And it's just like, yeah, that partner gives you happiness to a certain extent, but like you're not gonna be super happy in any relationship if you're not happy with yourself and the other things that are going on in your life yeah exactly i think the most maddening is when you listen to those friends talking about those problems and 
then they're saying how much they wish they were single. And you're like, no, you fucking don't. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> how they would be cleaning up on dating apps. I'm like, you wouldn't last 10 minutes out here. Oh, no, the worst <laughs> is when they're like, let me do the app for you. And you're like, no. And then they last like five minutes. Yeah. Or they just totally screw up your algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, now I have days of work to fix this. <laughs> Moving on to the next section. This is something that has driven us both crazy mm-hmm. for a long time. And it's... The concept of when you least expect it. She says, but you'll find love when you least expect it. What does that even mean? It's a very messed up thing to say to someone. It's a phrase that pretty much exists only to police women into chilling out, even though we're socialized to always be looking for a man. It tells women not to pay attention to people who are into you and not to pursue people who you're into, which is a pretty bad way to find love. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. I had never heard of it put like that. I've always just heard people be like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. But it's so true because it's telling you, okay, like, don't pay attention when people show you interest and don't go after anything that you want. Basically, just shut yourself down emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was kind of a it'll happen when you least expect it kind of person and just went on with my other things. But I think it really did for a long time just make nothing happen or really just hookups yeah that's exactly how i feel yeah i lived my what what you least expect it for the majority of my 20s because i was just focused on so many other things and if you truly believe that you're just kind of like well i live my life and eventually someone's going to come into it right i'm gonna grab the wrong cup of coffee at a starbucks and meet a man you know (laughs) or whatever whatever all these like romantic comedy things right have and it just seems so like oh no the woman didn't do anything and that's what really made her a woman she was just being a lady right and part of being a lady is just just naturally attracting suitors just being there yeah which is bullshit and i really like her point though too of how society forces you to always just want a man well it says yeah society makes us socialized on a level to always be looking for a man yeah so it's like you need to want this and you need to think of this like as your goal of you know becoming this complete person but you can't do anything about it yeah like anytime i've gotten a comment on my appearance it's from the perspective of someone being like well because you never know who you're going to meet. Yes. Like oh you always God. should look a little nice when you go out. Because you, yeah. you never know. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, sometimes I have more important things to do. Right. Than worry about maybe meeting someone. Exactly. Or you're just like, oh, you mean when I'm going to Dwayne Reed to pick up tampons? <laughs> it's the last place I want to meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like I met this guy in the tampon aisle. We're going out. He has a girlfriend. <laughs> He's not single. I live with my AirPods in for a reason. I yeah. don't want to start new conversations. Nah. I think that this idea of when you least expect it and then just that combined with like hookup culture also like she doesn't talk about this but i think it really can also distort situations you know like when i was young and guys would just show up you know out of nowhere and then we would hook up fast because i'm like okay well this is kind of my only experience in something then you just put way too much stock in that hookup really young and then you end up being really disappointed we're like oh like why doesn't he like me like we slept together and Mm. then it just you're like well i wasn't out there like looking for it he came to me it just there's all these like negative reaffirmations basically right or also i mean just think of like being in college yeah people that were in relationships hooked up very quickly yeah very quickly no one was going on official dates the culture is very different yeah um and then you're trapped in a culture 
not even just in college, just even after college, I, I, f- I still feel this sometimes. You kind of get trapped in the cycle of like, okay, if I'm only going to hook up and have sex and, and make out with people that are actually taking me out on dates and treating me nice, I would never be hooking up at all. Right. So then you're sitting there like on the outside, just like now I truly feel like I'm not dating at all. Right. I have nothing going on. Yeah. And it's just like, I have needs, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I'm a person. Yeah, I'm a person. <laughs> but it's, that's why it's very interesting when people tell me like, I'm a serial monogamous, like, oh, I can't just hook up with someone on the fly, like blah, blah, blah. And if they're single for a long time, I'm like, you haven't hooked up with one person this whole time. I don't believe that. No, they usually have. Right. And they're like, well, but I'm not a hookup person. I'm like, everyone's a hookup person when it's been a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone suddenly is like, no, you know what? I can just fuck my coworker. It's fine. Yeah. Like, that's when those situations happen. <laughs> You're just like, well, no, it's a good idea right now. Right now, it's a good idea. Okay. And then basically the next part, it says about Disney. When she was a little girl, she would, she assumed that she would just end up in love in a couple of years because that's what every movie teaches us. And then when I got to high school, I thought the same, even as my friends started dating and I remained alone. I was always love adjacent. It seemed very possible that if I just stopped hoping and paying attention, I'd stumble into a tenable romantic situation. But as high school and then college went by and I miraculously managed to escape love the entire time, I really and genuinely to my bones stopped expecting love. Because it turns out that if you spend all of your time either doing homework or producing a comedy show, never putting yourself in situations where people expect to find romantic partners, and never considering yourself hot, it's very easy to not meet people. Or at least not meet people who think to consider you a dating prospect. And yet, even though I spent four years least expecting to find love, I still didn't find it. I think that's just like the most relatable part in the book. I think so too. And I think it. she also really hit on a subtlety of you don't feel good about yourself because you're sitting there being like, okay, I'm watching all these people around me fall into relationships, have people pursue them. Mm-hmm. No one's coming after me. I'm doing everything that I'm told or not doing everything, you right. know, and people don't find me attractive. It's like, well, then clearly like I'm not worthy enough for this and i don't feel physically attractive Mm -hmm. that's when you realize it right like for me i always realize it um like around my birthday like my birthday's literally next week and you think of your life in years around Mm -hmm. certain dates or holidays and it's like all the other days i'm not thinking of it in that term you're thinking of the now what do i want to do now what's gonna help me further my career what's what's something i want to do this weekend oh who's a friend i want to go see like you're wrapped up in all these different things but then when you sit there and go wait a minute i haven't gone on a date in three years or i haven't been in a relationship in five years like whatever those timelines are then you're suddenly being like oh shit this is a problem yeah and like how come it hasn't happened in this long amount of time like i didn't go into college thinking like I'm going to have six boyfriends. Right. Or even like three boyfriends, to be honest. Right? No, it's four I was like, years maybe one. Yeah. Maybe one if we're lucky. <laughs> maybe one. Yeah. yeah. Four years life. It was like one. You're like, I'll probably date someone at some point. Yeah. In this time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're graduating and you're like, well, what happened to that idea? <laughs> it really just flies by. <laughs> yeah. Four years, the blink of an eye. <laughs> I remember uh, me and my high school boyfriend breaking up and I had really no qualms about it because I was like, yeah, this is high school. We're not getting married. Right. I was like, and you know, I'll probably date someone in college. And college came and went and it was like, man, should have held on to Spencer. <laughs> should have held on to that. 
That's all right. I dated someone in college and I regretted it. He yeah, moved. But- he dropped out and moved to South Korea. Didn't tell me he was fully moving there. And then when I called him to break up with him, he got mad at me. Are you serious? I was like, you moved out of the country, dog. You <laughs> have the most extreme stories I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. It's like, you don't even go here anymore. <laughs> you drop out of school. Move to South Korea. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And then get mad at me. That's crazy. Yeah. He said that I was just trying to slut it up. And, yeah. He was yeah, like, that's what turning, I'm trying to do. Yeah. He was like, you're turning 21 in a couple weeks. Like, you're just trying to, like, go out and drink with all of your friends and, like, hook up with guys. I was like, no, I just want someone who lives in this country. Yeah. You're like, a <laughs> yeah. little bit of a distance for me, <laughs> yeah. you know? Also, you didn't tell me. You right. left me in the dark. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. So, um, you weren't missing much on the college relationship. Yeah. But I just... Man, I felt that sentence so hard where it just was like, yeah, that's the thought I have of like, yeah, how come there hasn't just been a one person out of the blue? Even if they don't, yeah. you know, you don't hit serious relationship, you don't hit boyfriend status, but just someone that you're like, yeah, how come I just haven't happened upon meeting anyone? Yeah. The way that I hear all these other people meeting people. Right. Or it's because like, it's hard not to feel like, okay, what am I doing wrong in my social interactions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like right. I've made a lot of people. Yeah. You know, how am I reading everything wrong mm-hmm. for 30 years? Yeah. Or it's even like being set up. People often don't offer to set you up. You have to say, yeah, I've like, you know, I would really like to meet someone. Yeah. Then people are like, oh, because I've also been in that circle of people have looked at me and been like, I didn't think you wanted to be with anyone. It's like, why do you think I want to be alone? Yeah, but it's just like, well, I would want to be with someone who I want to be with. Right. Like, I don't want to just be with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a, I don't know, like sign up sheet. Yeah. So it's almost like as a woman, if you don't like, if you're not kind of boy crazy or like talk about dating a lot to your friends or bring up like, oh, this guy's cute. Like if you're not like doing those things and you just have other interests in your life it's like people just assume like oh they have no interest in that then right and it's so frustrating because you don't want to be like that girl or you know like us like girls who hung out with a lot of guys the girls who only talk about dating only talk about boyfriends no one can stand or they just talk shit about and you're like Mm -hmm. well i don't want to be that person i have other interests yeah and i want to be able to talk to people about that and then they just assume but like in your situation that nobody is interested yeah. that you're not interested in dating anyone right like yeah it's like if you're not boy crazy on some level yeah i think part of it also is just people are concerned and almost worried about you just being alone as a whole yeah that's the thing that women get more than men it's just like oh well who's gonna take care of you yeah and unfortunately for women there's kind of this like financial expectation of the who's gonna take care of you like yep. who's gonna yeah who's gonna make money while you have babies right is essentially what everyone's thinking and then for men it's more you look at them and go who's gonna take care of you on like this mothering nurturing level right which is also more stressful because as a woman if you aren't if you don't have those qualities which i i don't really have <laughs> you know I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna cook for a man. You know, like his mother's probably gonna that's hate a, me. That's a very specific thing. But you are very caring and will take care of people, to a degree. You got groceries for Space Jam. I did do it's that. It's like you have stuff in you. It's just like with each person, because you know the way that men can take care of you emotionally, right? It's gonna vary based on the person, and that's part of dating and finding your match. Yeah, that's like that's fair. Anyone I know that's in a serious thing, 
especially when they haven't had many serious things, the number one thing they always say is they're like, I just can't believe how good they are to me. Hmm. It's a very general statement, but it really means the whole thing. Cause they just think about all the other times of like, Oh, I had this bad day or I was upset about this thing. And all the past people that never like either cared or handled it correctly or just made any type of effort. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's kind of the thing that goes both ways. It's just like, Oh yeah, they always think to do this thing for me or they comfort me in this way. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's so much more than like, I don't know, like for men, the whole financial thing. It's like, there's so much more than that, right? And yeah. for women, it's like, yeah, there's a lot more also than just this like kind of mothering thing that people put an expectation on you. Exactly. And I think as far as like the deeper relationship and caring about somebody like Space Jam, that was the first person that I ever did anything like that for. So I think once you kind of reach this level with a person, you almost unlock this other part of you and you mm-hmm. don't. So it's also, okay, I'm sitting here waiting for a relationship I'm not just going to get to that level of intimacy with anybody, you know, which yeah. it makes it feel like, okay, well, do I have to, <laughs> or am, you know, like, am I doing something wrong by not opening up at those levels to faster to people? Nah, I wouldn't worry about like a speed thing. Okay. Well, just, I mean, the one thing you have, right. Is you have what a lot of people experience of you were like, I was with someone that, treated me so well and i didn't realize i didn't realize where the bar like should be yeah in a way and like there's a lot of people like me that i'm like i've never had that like i never was sitting there being like wow this person really is like either a making an effort to take care of me on some level or b do it yeah it it set a bar for sure but with the way that it ended i'm sitting here i've thought so much over the last couple of months of like did i not meet his bar because of okay. the way that he was saying that, um, oh, that he f- didn't feel like I was that emotionally invested in the relationship. And I was like, well, I am, but I've, clearly I haven't shown that. And so bringing groceries, I was kind of like a Hail Mary that didn't work, you know, because it was that last effort. I was no, like, I should mean, I have been doing things at that level longer or well, sooner? Listen, you the, know? the grocery thing did work. You got back together and then you were doing all the things that he asked. Yeah. And it I wasn't mean, enough. Yeah, but he wasn't checked. He was checked out round two. I think you went in round two trying to change the things of the criticism you got before. No, I was. He was checked out. You know, so I I was like, that's why I'm saying I'm like, yeah, I guess it worked, but did it really? You know, he was already done. Mm. Okay. It was uh, a losing fight. Is what <laughs> well, that's how, okay, listen, yeah. when any relationship is ending, you always feel like it's a losing fight. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter who you are, if you're not the one that wants to end it or you're not the one that's going to end it, you always kind of know. And yeah. a lot of times you try to up whatever you can in whatever department. Because yeah. I've been there where you're like, I know that this is starting to die and it's going to be over. And you're like, let me make this last chance effort at this thing. Yeah, let me fix it. Or another thing. It's an anxious attachment style coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, like we've said before, it's like being in love also is a choice. It's like how everything's a choice. It's like your job is a choice. Like your interests are a choice. And Mm -hmm. essentially nothing is ever going to make you show up every day and do the things that you don't want to do. And some days those are relationship days where you're like, I don't really want to do this. But in your brain, you have to go, well, but I love this person Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this for them. It's not for me. I'm not in the mood to do this, but I'm going to do it for them. Right. And funny, I actually saw a Steve Harvey clip that uh, (laughs) referenced this. Okay. And what he said was, 
in relationships for both men and women, he was like, you have to build credit with the other person and all the mm. good things you do and all the times you're there for him and all those things. He's like, you're building credit. He goes, cause some days you're not going to have anything to give and you're going to take, mm. or you're not going to show up in whatever way that they need you to. And he's like, but if there's no credit built, that's when people essentially might walk away or like disregard it. Yeah. And he was mostly saying this advice to women mm-hmm. with many just was like, yeah, if you're not showing consistency at all or either partner, you know, it's just like, yeah. So the minute you like mess up or come up short or like if you've never shown drive and ambition and work ethic and then you like lose your job, it's like, no, someone's not going to stay with you through that. Exactly. Because they don't, they're like, yeah, you lost your job. <laughs> it's almost like, because that's your fault. Yeah. Or if you haven't shown support for another person, you're not going to get it back. Right. You know, during the hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really true. It's actually similar to a quote that your dad told me years ago when he was my coach. It was something about um, how relationships are like bank accounts and every interaction is a deposit. So when something, if something ends, it shouldn't really be just one thing Mm -hmm. if it's a good enough account that you've built because one deposit shouldn't ruin an entire investment or one withdrawal. Withdrawal. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right, and that's that's when I try to think of like, regular relationships like friendships where you're just Mm -hmm. like yeah people that have been friends for a long time always are going to do stuff that either annoys you Mm -hmm. pisses you off like whatever it is in the moment but it's like you just get over it and you continue being friends exactly and so it's just like yeah and but like friendships it's like there's going to be things that might be a deal breaker and there's going to be other things that aren't a deal breaker right but you are upset but it's like you get over it and you move on and you can have the harder conversation a little bit more easily right? than with something more new, which I think is why getting through like that four month and then again at like the six month period can be really hard because like, okay, I still don't really know this person and how they're going to react to a hard conversation. And so that's why I think it's so easy when something might not feel that big, but it's it kind of becomes easy to walk away because it's like, okay, there might not be that much left here. Yeah. You know? 100%. All right, well, there's one last closing thought Okay. on this uh, when you least expect it. I know I'll only find love if I open myself up emotionally and pursue men in person or at least on my phone. <laughs> so don't say you'll find love when you least expect it to anyone, probably, but especially not to single women. To us, it just means be less desperate. Yeah, stop saying it. Yeah, that's. I feel that desperate thing so hard. Yeah. Because the minute you're just like, yeah, it's really hard. I've been trying, blah, blah. Everyone goes, well, it happens when you least expect it. And it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are you assuming I'm going on this date, like this desperate little, like, pick me. Yeah. Like, take me. I'll take anyone. Yeah. Or even that, have you ever been told, well, I mean, you don't have to marry every person you date or like you don't have to, or even like you don't have to sleep with every person you date. It's like, yeah, I know that. Like, <laughs> I fucking, like, I'm, I'm not out here thinking like every day. I'm like, ooh, this is my husband. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just. So I can go and get a drink. Yeah. One vodka soda paid for. <laughs> You're like, I'm just trying to meet people. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you feel like other people are, I don't know, you feel like you're putting on this pressure that you're not because other people are saying that you are, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a, it's just such a weird, it's a weird like conundrum to be in your head of like, okay, I shouldn't, I shouldn't come off like I'm trying to meet anyone, but if I truly don't do anything and don't try at all or put myself in situations, then I'm also not meeting anyone. Right. So it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, if I'm out at night with friends and then I have the thought pop into my head of, oh, like 
I really wish there was a guy here that I wanted to talk to. Or, mm-hmm. ooh, I wish those guys would come over and talk to me. Then it's almost like another voice pops up and it's like, ah, oh, you ruined it. Yeah. Now you're thinking about it, so it's not going to happen. And everyone can tell. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you jinxed it. Now you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> everyone knows you're a desperate single woman. <laughs> they can smell it on you. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That's my whole basis of this. It happens when you least expect it. I don't agree. Because also when people say that and then they tell their story. They were always doing something. Always. They were always doing something. Always. So it's like, yeah, you weren't hiding in a hole. Right. Doing nothing. Or only focusing on work, which is another thing a lot of people do, which I catch myself doing. Same. Because it's just easier of like, all right, get tunnel vision. And it's like, well, no one's going to roll through my room and work from home, especially. Exactly. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I wasn't expecting anything, but like, I went to the happy hour with my coworkers. And I met him at the bar and it's like, it's because you were doing something. Yeah. You went to a place where people historically hook up. <laughs> yeah. You drank a good with people. happy hour. Yeah. Drink with people. Um, but yeah. I think this is an interesting chapter. Yeah. I and like that book. I think we'll check it out a bit more. Yeah. I'm sure we will. There's a lot of little gems in here. Um, well, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, again, if you want to enter to win the vibrator, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. And follow the pod at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And I am at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.